Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. I'm Val. Can you guys hear my fan? Does it sound like there's like a jet engine or anything? Nope. Can you hear my air conditioner? Because I can't shut that off. No. <laughs> I've tried for the past two days. So I sleep with a hoodie and sweats on. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just... And then with my little... If you guys can see, I have a... I have a octopus right there that's my emotional support traveling octopus okay i love it and my chair of jeans (laughs) the chair of jeans chair of jeans do not go in the drawer i'll give you a little tip for conventions all right out traveling at conventions then you need to lay your clothes out after you've worn them spray them with some febreze Mm -hmm. air them out because you've got to get all the nerd out of it like yeah. Of... yeah. Does that help prevent con crud? Um, I have other tips for that. Mm, okay. <laughs> There's actually a drink called the medicine ball mm. um, from uh, Starbucks. And if you drink that every day and you wash your hands and you don't lick anything that you didn't buy, then you shouldn't get con crud. <laughs> I also always wear a mask on the busiest day. Yes. So I, I, uh, the hardest thing for me will be not licking anything that isn't mine. Um, mask. Nice. Well, awesome. You're in Connecticut, right, Val? I That's am. Connecticut. But they smell they spell it like kinetic, like you know those kinetic like uh-huh. things. So I want to call it Connecticut, but it's <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a clever name. That's a cool pass. And what they do for like the individual days is they take and they zoom in on the picture to be like the Friday pass and the Saturday pass and Sunday. So they all piece together to be the main pass. It's kind of oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's clever. That's really cool. Well, this is it, Tracy. This is the week. Thursday. This This is it. Sharknado. (laughs) I'm finally going to see this movie. See how I'm containing my excitement. I'm not. (laughs) Once again, Val has found a way not to see this movie. So what in San Diego Comic Con? I know the excuses and reasons just keep getting bigger and bigger. Sharknado with me and Jake. Last night I had a bit of regret as I was laying in bed. I was like, why did I say I would work San Diego Comic Con? Because one I'm really tired <laughs> and I only get one day rest. And two, I really want to be there with you guys. I like I want to be there with us yeah. three people. I wish like when I agreed to do it, I didn't even look at the dates. <laughs> they were just like, do you want to work San Diego Comic-Con? And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. And then I looked at the dates after I like agreed and they bought my airfare and I'm like, ah, poo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I would have done the same thing if someone was like, hey, you want to go to San Diego Comic-Con for any same. reason, work, And I'm whatever. getting paid to be there. So. Yeah, I would I would say yes. And then I'd realize, oh, my son's birthday is during that time. <laughs> I will wish him a happy birthday from San Diego from Comic-Con. Yeah. But yeah. I am also not only going to be making a donation of how much the ticket to Sharknado would have been, but I'm doubling that. Aww. So that you'll get double that just because, one, I love you. I love the cause. I also have lost people that I love, especially my mother, to cancer and um, would love to be able to um, help people get through that time. Um, But also, um, you know, you guys are are taking it for the team. Well, Tracy, put earmuffs on. Everybody going to watch Sharknado. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> no i think it's gonna be fun gonna be and fun. i promise the next time we do this and we will be doing it again yes um mm-hmm. that i will be there no matter what no matter what um and maybe we'll watch the good sharknado there you go <laughs> they're all good it's just levels of good yeah yeah sure. yeah 
$15 at the door this Thursday, 7 p.m. Brewbies. Um, at Brewbies in downtown Salt Lake City. We really hope to see you there. It is going to be a lot of fun. I promise. It's not just about the movie. It is about getting together with people who love movies and love talking about movies um, and are just there to, to support a really good cause. And that's fighting cancer. I think, Val, you mentioned how it's affected you. Tracy, you've mentioned before how it's affected you. I think it is something that affects everybody on some level. It is it's devastating. It is hard. Um, and uh, anything we can do to fight against that is a good thing. So come and enjoy company of friends who enjoy movies and enjoy a really bad movie. It'll be fun. <laughs> Speaking of really bad movies, let's jump into. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to get all the hate mail today. <laughs> Um, I, we might even lose, like, I might lose some, if I had fans, the one fan that I do have, I'll probably lose them after this episode. <laughs> I'm teetering. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the overlap is with you and Star Trek fans, Val, like fans yeah. of you and fans of Star Trek, but, but that's going to get to be well, a much smaller overlap. It sounds though. like today. I like Star Trek. I'm not saying that I don't, but let's talk specifically about this movie. All right. So Star Trek two Wrath of Khan came out in 1982 and this was well it's widely considered by many fans of the franchise to be the best star trek movie or at least one of the better yes. star trek movies yeah um and i was really excited tracy you suggested that we talk about this movie uh number one i don't usually need a lot of reason to watch star trek like any little <laughs> reason is enough for me um but i was very excited to talk about this movie because it is one of my favorites uh i started I thought I'll just see how many movies I can get through this week as far as Star Trek goes. And I made it through Star Trek six and wow. started generations. Um, okay. I skipped Star Trek five. I'll be honest. I, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. And I should have skipped Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah. So, yeah. That one's but, not my favorite for sure. And so I think this one has a special place, I think in most Star Trek fans hearts because, you know, motion picture came out. And this was going to be their big response to Star Wars. Right. And Paramount was like, we, we are going to throw money behind it. We are going to make this happen. This is our big We're space. going to hire George Lucas to do all our special effects. Oh, wait. <laughs> so they so they were going to they were going to go big with this. And then what we got with Star Trek Motion Picture was a movie that's bloated, way too long, boring, yeah. not entertaining at all. And it it wasn't the response to Star Wars that it needed to be. And then along came Wrath of Khan and so, changed everything. Yeah. So this one's interesting. So Nicholas Meyer, who's the director of this, um, he came on and the studio and the cast told him that they didn't like the script. So mm -hmm. he rewrote the script in 12 days and they said, this is so much better. We're going with this. And he also directed uh, for the the he, didn't, home? He, he didn't direct he voyage home he wrote voyage oh. home but he directed six undiscovered okay country. he directed six that's right that's right yeah so he's yeah he's connected here what, what are you gonna say Val? oh so i am right now watching light and magic which is a hmm. disney plus series that's going to be coming out in two weeks and i do want to say that if you are a fan of light and magic it's you know been they built basically all of these cameras and everything for Star Wars. And then what Star Trek II did correctly is they hired mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. Um, and they created, this is cool, the first all CG sequence in a feature film. Nice. So there is the showcase that is the continuous shot of a planet being transformed into the inhabitable environment to fit for life like that whole sequence mm -hmm. in the movie is the first time that that's ever happened in a movie so not even in star wars nice. in star trek so yeah. i am more here it comes i am more of a star wars person right sure however this is where i'm going to lose all the star trek fans i like the new star trek movies more than i like the old star trek cool. movies um, but I have watched like the series, mm -hmm. Star Trek, the series when I got a little like into my teens and later, 
And right. I enjoy them. I enjoy the characters. My favorite thing about this movie is that you get so many of Shatner's looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hold the camera for like three seconds for Shatner's oh, face. Oh. And well, that's the moneymaker. And the fact that we get to see um, Ricardo and his oh, like. Know. Yeah. And, and that. That was rumored to be a fake chest, and it's not. That is legit. That's all. But they started Ricardo. that rumor. <laughs> yeah, he's like, tell everybody it's a fake chest, and then we'll tell them after it wasn't. I that want was them to believe. Real. That was a stunt butt. Uh, <laughs> the the amount of man cleavage that we get in this oh, is yeah. is incredible. What the heck is up with that outfit? Primo. Oh, it's primo. Listen, when you're when you're living on a desert planet, uh -huh. it's hot. Yeah, mm -hmm. not not air. so much here uh -huh. or here, but right here is where it gets really yeah, hot. And you just got to so open it up. It was fashionable. It was yeah. like. <laughs> so was his hair. His hair was incredible. So, yeah, he's got two things I don't, pecs and hair. And a really cool accent. So this movie, and you bring up an interesting point. You, you like the new Star Trek. I'm not anti-new Star Trek. I think I mm -hmm. want to make that clear. There are bits and pieces series that have come out that I don't enjoy as much as some of the other series. Yeah. Um, the movies, I really enjoyed the movies. I think Chris Pine is Kirk. Uh, yeah, he was great. This is where I'll get the hate mail, Val. I like Chris Pine's Kirk better than I like William Shatner's Kirk. I, I appreciate I appreciate and embrace William Shatner's the Kirk because it is Star Trek. Of, of William Shatner. <laughs> but, but Chris Pine, I think, is a better <clears throat> actor. Then <laughs> so I figured what we would do really quick is I'll just say the things that bother me and get it out of the way. And then we all can right. talk about all the things we liked about okay. the movie. So the things that bothered me, one, and I feel like this is a contradiction of what I like movies. And so you can totally call me out on it. But I feel like this version of Star Trek, this like cast specifically, um, it's like a daytime like soap. Like uh, in some of them, not all of them, but it, sometimes I feel like, are we watching a, a soap, like a soap opera, right? Um, and sometimes the music is so great in the movie. And sometimes the music is my Tuesday general hospital, like I soap opera, like a little movie. too loud and a little too dramatic for the moment when I really want to be paying attention to the characters in the moment more. But I feel like they're being drowned out by this overly dramatic music. But then sometimes the music is what's pulling me in to the scene. So I feel like that's a little uneven for me. Like I could, it can't decide if it wants to be serious or it wants to be hokey. And then... Yeah, just that chest thing. Every time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> it took me, it was good. It was a good, bad thing. But at the same time, I was just like, you know, I do agree that some actors are a lot better um, than some of the other ones. I was excited because I, this is the first time I ever watched this all the way through, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, and I forgot Kirstie Alley was in it and yeah. I miss her so much. Like I didn't realize yeah. how much I miss her and she's so young. And at the same time, she is, she could carry her own. They didn't give her a ton, but right. for her in this role at the time, they gave her a lot more than I would expect them to give a female actress in a role like this, in a movie like this. So I was surprised. Yep. Yeah. 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 And she gets replaced in Star Trek three by a different actress. <laughs> she went on probably. to do bigger and better things so yeah she yeah. she was probably busy with cheers at that point or who knows so no, no, she was uh, doing those pregnancy movies what were they her and john travolta oh, the, the look, look who's, who's talking. talking that's yeah. the look who's talking too yeah look who's still talking <laughs> look yeah look who's talking now um no but i i grew up on the original star trek my mom was a huge star trek fan and um we had my dad ended up buying like the entire collection um on vhs tape and so we we had those so like i grew up on the tribbles i grew up on kirk um and william shatner's overacting but the thing that i like so much about this version with khan as opposed to the new because I don't mind, I, I liked the first reboot Star Trek. 
quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Simon Pegg, great casting. Carl Urban as Scott or as Bones was is dead fantastic. on. Yeah, one of my favorite so roles good. of him. Um, but they really blew it with the with their take on Khan, and the problem yeah. is is that with this with the reboot of Khan, the characters don't really know each other yet. This is this kind is of the first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the, so they try to like, we're not, we're not doing con. We're not doing con. And everybody's like, you're doing con. And then when the movie came out, they're like, yeah, okay. We were doing con. Uh, so um, I think I would enjoy um, Star Trek into darkness more if it wasn't con like it, absolutely. same story, absolutely. same, I mean, same exact everything. Just make Benedict Cumberbatch's character, a new character. That's not con. Mm-hmm. And I'm 100% on board with it. And the movie isn't a bad movie in a vacuum, but it is not the story of Khan. And you're right, Tracy. What was so great about this movie is if you were a fan of the original series, you knew about the Botany Bay. The minute Chekhov says Botany Bay, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, it's about to go down. (laughs) What's going to happen? Like that. That is such a key mm-hmm. moment because it, it's from the series, that episode. You know who Khan is immediately, and you know that that he was the Moriarty to, to Kirk Sherlock Holmes, yes. right? I mean, they yeah. were the arch rivals, the Joker to his Batman kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so there was so much – you were already invested right away. I mean, once the name of the movie was Wrath of Khan, you were in 100%. Absolutely. And, and we didn't get that in – with the characters in into darkness because there was no history there. We didn't see exactly. anything. There. Yeah. And, and the sacrifice where they tried to flip it and have Kirk sacrifice um, doesn't work because, because Kirk and Scott and Spock don't know each other that well. The thing right. that's so great in the original wrath of Khan and the reason that that scene is so good, even with Shatner's, you know, acting, that scene works for me so well because of the history of those characters, right. because they had all those TV series, you had the original motion picture and, and in terms of the show or in terms of the movie, you from in, out in space for years, they had been doing adventures and, and missions for, for years. So right. when Spock sacrificed himself, that hits home. Whereas into darkness, it just felt flat. Right. And 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 you knew that what they were trying to recreate was that feeling, but there it just wasn't there. It's similar to me. It's very mm-hmm. similar to the the Batman v Superman uh, coming out at the same time as Civil War. Like I was invested in Civil War because we'd had yeah. how many movies up to that point. I was not invested in Batman v Superman because we didn't right. have that same history. And so I think it's that same kind of concept. Um, I think because I didn't know the story. When I saw it, like, it was fine for me. Like, I bought into mm-hmm. their relationship because I, you know. Um, but I do agree that that scene at the end of Wrath of Khan where, you know, like, he sacrificed himself. He calls himself down to the bridge. My only issue with that scene is is that the lady, the blonde lady, what's her name again? Uh, Carol. That's, oh. The, oh, that's the, his oh. baby mama. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as he gets called down, they're like, you should come down here. Like, you can tell there's something wrong. And she's just staring out into the galaxy. Well, like, nothing like baby. she's concerned that he's going to do something. It's like, she didn't even hear what's going on. She's just staring at the nebula. That's, like that's, that's her Genesis baby. Yeah. That's I her know, but I was just like, so he goes down there, and it was. It was a very like touching moment. And I'm not saying that Shatner is not a good actor. He is very good at what he does and people love him for what he does. And he created something because I don't, he is not that way in real life all the time. And I guess that because I've met him, but all of his acting is this character because he knows that's what people want to see. And he embraced it and he is it and he's made his life from it. So I think, you know, like, Bravo. But that moment, that moment, those two together, he kind of had this departure where you can see he is more than this. He is also this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was cool to see. Yeah. I I think when we, you brought up the actors, Val, and I I think there's some valid uh, criticism there. And I think that you're spot on. These are not, 
in my mind, there are actors who are television actors and there are actors yeah. who are movie actors. And usually if a movie actor was a television actor, that's kind of where they got started and then moved into movies, typically in my mind. And it's not always the case. And again, I'm painting with a broad brush at this point. But the Star Trek actors, I mean, they were television actors. They, Definitely. And I well, think if you were going to... I looked up, Jake, some of them are Broadway actors. But right. in this specific moment, they're told to be melodramatic. Oh, for sure. They're being directed and their character oh. has to stay what the TV show and Star Trek, the TV show is a nighttime soap opera in. Space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they play it that way in the movies. And I, and I, that's not for everybody, but if you're a fan of the series, yeah, then I think it makes sense that they wouldn't depart from that. And I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah. I don't like it when you take something that starts as a TV series and then you're like, Hey, let's make this into a movie. We're going to make it more serious. Where no, give me the same tone and feel of this of the series mm -hmm. and and they did that with star trek which i appreciate but i can also I understand the tone has evolved and changed over the sure. years because like sure. i'm more of a next generation person like mm -hmm. you still have some of the you know quirkiness there it's a different kind of quirky something yeah i understand why people like the earlier star trek i for one have a huge um love and respect for the sets and the costumes and everything in that manner of the early Star Trek t television show and movies. Like as much as I'm making fun of the costumes, like there were a couple of moments in this movie where I was like, I mean, is this a Lady Gaga moment? These costumes with the high <laughs> necks, I'm like, this is high fashion on the Enterprise. Right. Like, so as much as in my mind, it takes me out of the moment, I still appreciate like what they were creating because there wasn't a lot to take from unless you wanted to go way far into like the old monster movies and they were trying to separate themselves from that and create something right. to have respect for it for it's sure not my jam all the time yeah and i and i get that i what i really appreciate though with the acting in this is you've got somebody like ricardo who is a very serious well-renowned well-known yeah. actor and he pours everything into this oh, character. He, he gives us everything we want in Khan and more. Yeah. And I, I love him. Love that. I love when you see a serious, like, listen, I've done everything in my career that you could possibly want to do. I'm going to just act the hell out of this role in Star Trek. And I just, I just love it. I loved it when you see like, um, you know, Ian McClellan do that as, as Gandalf and like in, in different roles that you see these serious actors come into and you're like, yep. Thank you for, for taking this seriously enough to give us well, everything. I wanted to freeze frame some of their looks because he also had some of those like surprise, like, and it was like at his face and his eyes were huge. And, his, you know, and I'm like, you just beat Shatner on that. Like he had, oh, two, yeah. he had two of them, but I was just like. Toe to toe. Toe to toe. The two, the two like are in the movie, they are trying to outdo each other every step of the way. But the actors, you can tell, are also like, yeah. okay, I'm going to set yeah. this up It was a like bit. in their contract, they were both like, okay, if he it, gets seven three-second <laughs> close-up shots, I get seven four-second. You know, like it was it, just like I can imagine the – and people do that, by the way. Oh, like, sure. They oh, yeah. say, I will be in the movie. I will take the salary. I get this many close-ups. Like that is in certain people's contracts, like where it's yeah. just their face on screen or a tight shot or whatever. Like don't put it past the actors know what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. but I, I just loved like it. I would love to do a, like somebody from TikTok, like, or oh, someone, could you yeah. please grab screenshots and do a face side. fight between yeah. it, it would be really good. I'd watch it <laughs> over and over. <laughs> The thing, and you touched on this, Jake, the thing that I like with this script is that these are two guys who are really trying to outdo each other. And it's a battle of wits in a lot of ways. And so I love when, when uh, they set it up perfectly from the very beginning with the Kobayashi Maru, which is mm -hmm. a fantastic thing about how it's a no win situation. You're going to lose and you have to learn how to deal with that. Except Kirk never did. And that right. sets up later when Spock actually dies. He actually has to face the consequences. He can't just get out of it like he's always done. 
which I really like because a lot of movies, they just wrap everything up in a nice, nice little bow. And here you have this devastating effect on the, on the crew. But the fact that they're trying to out. And then you call the next movie search for Spock. So you ruin it right away. Give it away right there in the start. Yeah. (laughs) But like when, when, um, when Savick and he, and when they're, when they're trying to upload the, upload the Genesis information for Khan and he's like, you know, okay, we're going to send it now. And they put in the, the transponder codes to the other ships so they can take control of it and lower their shields. Um, when he, when Kirk speaks code and, and to Spock and Spock says, if hours were days, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. as if hours were days. And then, because when I first saw, I remember seeing this in the theater with, with my mom um, and I, my seven-year-old brain didn't put the two together. And then when they were like, no, we were talking code and this is only six hours. I'm like, what <laughs> you know like this no is okay. you know and cons listening in you're like no no don't listen in and and then they they pull it off but and i do like the the scenes in the nebula too it makes me think of like um like a good submarine movie you know because yeah. they're both in there they're in and they space. can't see each other they can't see each other they have no idea where each other is and they're like going over the top of each other um yeah that's that's some cool interesting stuff that i like I, I love – there's so much in this movie that I love. I – I on the acting, Khan – or Kirk is so over the top, and Khan has his moments, but Khan in the quiet moments is where he oh. gets me. Like when he's sitting there and he, he tasks me. He <laughs> tasks me, and I'm like, that is such a great – like his delivery, everything. I'm like, this is so good. Oh, and when he's talking to Chekhov. You didn't expect to find me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't um, expect me. But I love we, we talked about the costuming and, and the fashion. We were watching it, and there's a scene where they're beaming down and they've got their coats on, and Kirk's got his collar up, <laughs> and everybody else has their collar folded down. And my wife's like, Yeah, of course his is folded up. I'm like, Yeah, because Kirk's always got to look cooler than everybody that collar, else. Man, yep. That collar. Like you awesome. have neck support. If you wore that collar like on an amusement park ride, you, like, yeah. it would just keep you in. It would also, it would be really good to wear at conventions because mm-hmm. you wouldn't get the germs. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I feel like it's useful. Or mm-hmm. on a plane as a on neck plane. pillow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but I also love the ships that we get in this because the, the yeah. Enterprise got a little bit of an update in the motion picture, but we also get um the reliant in this which is one of my favorite star trek ships um and and really i think i like it so much because they basically said let's take the shape of the millennium falcon we're gonna turn it around and add some nacelles and we're gonna call that good that worked in star trek star wars let's throw it in this and i (laughs) but it's a cool looking ship like i love it (laughs) yeah and just i mean Ricardo Montalban, I think, absolutely makes this. this yeah, film. I agree. Um, and it's interesting because when they wrote the script, they had not approached him. Um, they just assumed that he'd want to be a part of it. And he did want to be a part of it. But he was also making Fantasy Island. Right. And he said he had forgotten because it had been years since he had done Con on the TV show. He forgot the character. And every time he tried to do the lines, it sounded more like the guy from Fantasy Island. So he had to go. He had to get the the copy from Paramount and watch the Star Seed a couple of times to get back into the into the con role. But just his delivery is so great when he's like, "Oh, you know, it's it's very cold in space." Kirk. Yes, you know, and you just Avengers his voice are... is just dripping with venom. It's just yes. so great, and it's just so. And he is so obsessed with Kirk. I mean, when you've yeah. got his one guy who keeps saying like. Yeah, we can go like we can leave if we, we have want. A ship. We've got a ship, we can go wherever we want. We Let's weapon. just forget this guy. We've got weapons, we've got all the nope. <laughs> Kirk's gotta go. So I have a question. Yeah, Kirstie Alley's character, is she full Vulcan? Yes. No, um, or is she half Vulcan? I read somewhere that she's part Romulan, part Vulcan. Okay, because I feel like there were some characteristics of her character of how she acted that wouldn't be how a full Vulcan would act. And I wanted to make sure I wanted to come to you two who I think 
know more about this than me, but like when she runs and like does a little jaunt into the elevator, I don't see any other Vulcan like jaunting you don't see the elevator. Jaunting? No, like, gallivanting is not really their thing. No, and so that's why I wanted to know, to me in my mind, I was like, well, maybe she's only half because she did have tendencies to kind of push the border of what I understand the Vulcan culture or not culture, but yeah, way of life of being. So am I right? That I got uh, that. Well, it looks like I Tracy's looking, looking it up. I've always thought she was full Vulcan. So, according to the novels and comics, she was born on Helgard, an abandoned Romulan colony, and is half Vulcan, half Romulan. Okay. Look at me. I knew nice. something, and I'm not that. I mean, I like Star Trek, but I don't know that much. So, <laughs> I was picking up this nuance that That's she's very good. not full Vulcan. Okay. So I I do love her interaction with Kirk when he's talking about the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, but that's it. There is no win. That's the point. You're, you know, how do you deal with this and test this and whatever? And he gives her the company line. But then later, when she finds out that he cheated on the Kobayashi Maru, and he's like, yeah, I don't believe in no win scenarios. I'm like, that is so awesome. That is so Kirk. Like, yep, here's what I have to say as the instructor. And then later, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't believe any of that crap that I told you before. <laughs> but I love how they pointed out to him, like, you know, because he doesn't believe in that like and this was another really i think good poignant um acting moment and just character moment for him is you know the it was like the third or fourth time it was the last time in the movie that it was brought up to him that he had never experienced death and he admitted mm -hmm. that he has cheated death he has you know done all these things to get around death and not have to deal with it because he's been in sticky situations but he always gets himself yes. out of it not yes. how he would tell someone else to but he bends the truth bends the lines makes he flows he through the gray area of life right yeah. until this moment with spock um and i just thought i really thought that was a, a good moment like i really enjoyed yeah. that moment when he just was kind of admitted to himself Yes, he was saying it out loud to someone else, but I think he was also admitting it out loud to himself. Yeah. But no, you're right. I am a person that gets around every corner that I can so that I don't have to get in these real moments. So I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is part of my struggle with the movie series is those moments are really powerful. The powerful moment with him and Spock where he realizes, uh, you know, like you were saying, Val, where he realizes that he's never really had to face death and all that, I think are very powerful character building moments that lose all of their value with the next movie. Yes. Because in the next, the next movie. So, <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't feel like I'm giving any spoilers away, even if you haven't seen it, because it's Star Trek yeah, 3, The Search for Spock. And, <laughs> and basically because they shoot his body down to the Genesis planet, he comes back to life. I and figured that. Yeah. yeah. He, comes, he comes back to life as a kid and is growing up rapidly. And so really the search for Spock is all about how that whole lesson that Kirk learned, he's now unlearning it because it didn't matter. He once again found a way to cheat death and get around death. Yeah. I mean. And, and Val, this that movie, Star Trek Three, has Christopher Lloyd as a Vulcan. No. Or not Klingon. as a Vulcan, Klingon. Yeah. And he is horrible. <laughs> really? I think I've seen him in the makeup, but I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to be con. He's trying yeah. to do the scenery and it just doesn't work. So, so Star Trek three is an interesting movie because it is very much like, let's take everything that worked in con and we're just going to try to do it over again, but mm -hmm. without Nicholas Meyer involved at all. Right. And without the actual con character at all. Okay. And it was awful. Like, it is just one of my least favorite Star Trek movies. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's right up there as a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like there are some very powerful moments that I think can really define Kirk's character moving forward in the series. And, and eventually they've got to bring Spock back somehow, right? They can't right. not have him in the rest of the series. And I get that. But, anyway. like, right away, like, I yeah. mean, they allude to it even at the end of, the movie and you're just like yeah see it just cheapens everything that he learned in this movie yeah and i am i the only one that laughed like when they like crapped him out of that plane like they're having like this 
really like amazing moment where it's just here it's going down and it's somber and everything and then they're like like well i don't know that i've laughed i get it it is cheesy uh, no i just thought it was super funny like you're going but then you're like i don't know maybe yeah. I'm now, now every time i watch maybe it i'm gonna a think, bad person now every time i watch I it i'm like, gonna think they're crapping them out of the plane moment, and i thought maybe it would like float down and like continue this somber yeah. moment out into space it's like nope we're it's gonna a, crap well, you right out they're launching them out of a torpedo tube yeah. yeah. I mean, just think what his body in there is like, you know, like, is he broken? Like, is he, do they have like the, did they put him in the collar? So that <laughs> yeah, they put Kirk's coat on him, flipped the collar up and he was fine. I mean, if not, he's pretty much broken now. He's, al- yeah. he's now regenerate. He's alive on that planet, but he's like. You know. <laughs> Gosh. It, things I've never thought about. Maybe I need to You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. This this movie was so pinnacle, though, in the series because up to this point, everybody had kind of talked about what Paramount wanted was this to be like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And what they got with the motion picture was a really long, boring episode that deals with V'ger, which is Voyager, and just weird. Mm -hmm. And and they realized that's not what people it was, want. It was like more 2001. Yeah. You know, yeah. in terms of very slow, like long shots. And they said, we want this franchise to compete with Star Wars. And the director and writers felt like what that meant was, let's do the opposite of everything that people enjoyed in Star Wars and make like very serious sci-fi. Like battles? No. Yeah. Wow. No, we don't really need that. gonna That's overrated. Stop. Please don't stop following us if you're a Star Trek fan. And you love no, it. no, I, I think, think more Star Trek fans. It, yes. Yeah, we're not saying anything. I think that's going to upset Star Trek fans no. when we talk. Okay, about I don't know the temperature. I don't yeah. know the temperature. No, so. It's pretty much accepted. So, the thing is, with the original movies, it, the, yep. the even ones are the good ones. Yeah. So two, four, and six are good. Yeah. One, three, five. It's are interesting because those are the three so that Nicholas had a hand on. What's that? What, Tracy? I said the, the the three good ones are the ones that Nicholas Meyer had his hands in. There right. are parts of five that I like, but not a ton. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot in five that they it has its moments, but it's just not. Yeah, I, I like I like the 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 scenes in Yosemite. Yeah, uh, some of that, like the the character moments, but yeah, the weird the, prophet trying to find God just is weird. Which. Um, have you been watching Strange New Worlds, the new series? I haven't. I want to. Okay. You need to watch that then. Okay. I won't Apparently say that. I'm going to be watching Stranger Things. But then you get you get into I like Stranger shit. Things, so I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> no. Sorry. It was just an argument. I saw it on Facebook. You, you and Dave had a little spat. We saw. I, I loved his response. Yeah, we watched the first one. You crapped all over it. So This is the thing. I didn't crap all over it. This is what I said at D&D. This is why you shouldn't play D&D. It ruins your life. Um, so I'm sitting at D&D only the second time I've played. I'm just kidding. I love it. I have Did a really- you say when you're a continent away from your D&D loving husband? <laughs> so, no, my whole family was talking about Stranger Things and like where they're at in the series. And they're like, what about you? And I said, Sammy and I watched the first episode once a couple of years ago during my divorce, wasn't really in a good headspace. Um, And I said, and we didn't really care for it. So we shut it off. I don't think that's crapping all over it. (laughs) And then everybody like always tells me, Valerie, you're really into retro stuff. You're really into 80. Why you would like this. And my sister's like, yeah, you should really give it a try. And I said, I will give it a try again. But he was being a dungeon master and I guess had better things to do than to listen to the side conversations. I wonder if we got Dave on this show, if there would be a whole different side of this conversation. He is, I, I put him on a panel Obviously. at FanX last year, and he is actually um, really quiet when he's like, it's weird. Yeah, but that's it's like in front of an audience. If it was, you know, he's just talking to us, us guys and you, then yeah. <laughs> then yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Anyway, they, they, Strange New Things is is good. And Strange you should New check World. It out. Okay. Strange New World. Yeah. Strange New right. Things is a 
is the crossover uh, between Strange New Worlds and Stranger <laughs> Things also very good. Weird, but good. It's a mashup that you'll see later on a TikTok video by Jake. Correct. Because when, when I was growing up, my, my mom loved the original Trek. And so when, when the next generation came out, my mom was like, no, this is dumb and I don't like it. And it's just, this is not. So I didn't grow up with that. Like I wasn't introduced to that. I've seen little snippets. I've never probably even seen a full episode of um, Next Generation. I have seen the movies. Okay. Um, I like I like the Borg one quite a bit. I thought that one was good. Mm -hmm. um, but That's it, the right answer, by the way. First Contact <laughs> is the best of the Next Generation movies. So, and then I saw you know like the crossover with Picard and Kirk, and yeah, um, I haven't seen any of the Next Generation movies. But um, the Borg one's good. You should check yeah, out the Borg First one. Contact is good. Yeah, <laughs> Generations is is not as good. That's the one with Kirk in it in the time stream. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, it's okay. It's not great. Yeah. Um, but, but I, and I haven't seen most, most, most of the new Trek stuff. Like I haven't seen um, below deck, which I've heard is great. Um, yeah. The, the series before strange. New World, it's an animated series about the people who work below the main deck on the enterprise. There's the also a Bravo series called below deck and it's yep. totally different. So don't so I think that I think the Star Trek one is lower decks. Lower deck. And then below <laughs> deck is the Because I was like lower deck. Yes. There is nothing Star Trek about that show. It's yeah. trash and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> below deck, I believe, is the reality series about the people who work on yachts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah. My bad. But yeah. But there was there's a series too that came before Strange New Worlds with Doug Jones that I want to check out. Yeah, so, so Discovery. Discovery. Um, a little and, bit of Discovery. Yeah, Discovery's fine. Like that's probably one that I enjoy. I, I didn't like Picard, the new one that they just came out with. I watched <clears> all of that. You watched all of Picard? It was it it I had to commit. Yeah. To get through because there were moments of brilliance and then there was a lot of like yeah like, come on come there, on yeah there there are some issues that i've had with it but that but people have liked it and that's great strange new worlds though in my opinion gets back to the original series the the formula that works the exploration yeah like mm -hmm. it feels very much like an updated original series and I like that a lot. So I think I'll check that, that out. You would you would enjoy it if you're a fan of the original series. Cool. So, and and cool. Captain Pike, I mean, is amazing. Excellent. Like, he he may be he's getting up there for favorite captain in my book. So all right. All right. Anyway. Captain Hook. Captain Hook is that yeah, well he's you know different. You different. mean in the Star Trek captains. Yeah, in the Star Trek captains, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, outside of that, a it's more specific. I mean, yeah. Hook is up there. Yeah. I mean, Hook is up there, but he's not even my favorite pirate captain because that's got to be Captain Carroll. Jack Sparrow. Yep. So I see where you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Star <laughs> Trek: great? Wrath of Khan. Star Trek Two. <laughs> what? I'm interested to hear the grades on this I, one. I I haven't gone first in a while, so I'll go first. Um, okay. This one, I have a very hard time taking the nostalgia yep. out of it. Um, this is a movie that I grew up on. We watched a lot when I was growing up for, I mean, there's some hokey special effects, but you got to remember this is in 82. I mean, anything like if you go back and look at the original star Wars movies before, um, oh, updated, they, the, the effects still weren't great, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I love the characters in this, I love the relationships that they have. I love the the back and forth, trying to outwit each other. Cotton and uh, and Kirk, uh, like Khan leaving Chekhov and the captain behind in order to try and turn them against Kirk. You know, they're they're just constantly trying to outthink each other, which I appreciate and like quite a bit. Um, this final sacrifice um, with Spock is very moving. I um, I even like Kirk's speech at the end where he he says that uh, out of all the souls that he's met, that his was the most. And then his voice cracks and he says human. And to me, that just just mm -hmm. worked really well. And then having Leonard Nimoy read the Star Trek, the the that piece at the end. And it's slightly different than the TV show because it wasn't in the first movie. They didn't reference that at all. 
And so to have that and have Leonard Nimoy say it at the end was just great. Um, I think it still holds up. I think it's a good sci-fi film. I think that this is the, the probably the best Star Trek film. Um, six would be up there with me, but I think Khan is better. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just flat out going to give this one an A. This is one that I can watch over and over. Um, I hadn't watched it in a while, but it was like putting on a comfortable pair of pajamas and, and snuggling in with a friend. That's what this was for me. So I'm going A. All right, Val. Let's hear I your. I feel grade. like Tracy today. We've like swapped. <laughs> Did we bar swap? He's like, I, I can't get with the nostalgia, so I've got to separate that because this movie from the '80s doesn't hold up. Like, I feel like we're opposite because. All right. Um, <laughs> I have two different grades for this. Hey. Um, and we make our own rules, so it's fine that I do. Absolutely. Um, if I were just to say, okay, let's take um the fandom out of it let's take and let's just look at it as a movie that was made in the 80s watching it without anything else for me it's a c Mm -hmm. um there are some things that are problems for me um there are some things and i just because i am watching that star wars thing and they're showing how they're making everything and there were so many problems i get with star wars i still think that during this time on the big screen, Star Wars, even with their problems, was better than this movie. But putting in what I do respect about Star Trek and those awesome moments between the actors and the characters, because I think there were some acting moments and some character moments like that mm-hmm. were kind of separate from each other. Um, and then, of course, the amazing costumes, the earworm things. Yeah, I I mean, other than shooting them, because that was so silly, um, but them like coming out of the ear, which I'm like, it looked realistic, right? They made made a life-size ear cast model of Walter Koenig's ear and puppeteered that. And as a joke- I want to know where that is now. Who's taking a nap in that ear now? But as Um, a joke, they made a full-size Q-tip like life-size q-tip to match the ear to go along with it so weird so weird so with all of those things that i appreciate and respect about the fandom the movie the characters what they followed from the originals um i give it a b minus okay yeah that's fair i And now that I know that there's a giant ear somewhere, a B. I'm just gonna go B. <laughs> so, I I would agree with a lot of uh, what Tracy said. I can see your point of view, however, Val. That if you're not a Star Trek fan and you put this on right yeah. now, but I can't separate the Star Trek fan from myself. And so for me, it's an A. It is in my top two of the original series movies. I probably put six above this one, but I think okay. that may just be an age difference, Tracy, more than anything else um, six between is right the two of there. us. Yeah, they're, I agree. Like they're both they're like there. I can put either of them on, and I'm in for a good afternoon, um, yeah. in my opinion. So I I enjoy them. I and I think both of them have iconic actors and iconic roles because you've got Christopher Plummer uh, as yeah. uh, Klingon in Star Trek Six, and you've got um, Carter Montalban in this one. Anyway, I I, I just love it. Uh, I think there are just some great moments in the movie. Uh, Kirk screaming Khan is one of my favorite iconic moments from that any gift, movie I ever. Use that gift all the time. Yeah. Khan! And he's like shaking the thing because he's so angry. So angry. And I just I just love it. Um, I, I still need to get the Funko Pop that reenacts the moment at the end uh, where, you know, Spock's sacrifice. They have a pop of oh, the two of them. I didn't and, know they had that. Yeah, I've seen it at Target. It's pretty cool. Um, but cool. yeah, so for me, this is an A. Um, I I just it put the Star Trek movies on the right path after the motion picture yeah. just really took it down the wrong it probably way. Probably changed so, the franchise. I think so. Set yeah, your email attention, Val, too. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think that if you're not a Star Trek fan, like long time grew up watching it, love the stuff, then this movie isn't for you. Like, it really isn't. Like, I get the cheesiness. This isn't one of those where, like, oh, if you're not a fan of Star Trek, you need to watch this. This will get you into Star Trek. I don't think it will. Maybe. I kind of disagree. I think, okay. I think this could be an entry point. 
because because they establish the characters and the and the story and give you some of the history without you know in, instead of just jumping into the deep end so i i think it might be but yeah yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It still it still hits in like I didn't give it an F or a D or anything like that. So right, right. well, yeah, um, but C, C's pretty low for us though. We don't typically do a lot of C's. That was me being a film critic. I know, like, and I don't think you were wrong. Out, and then putting the fan in, it's a B. I so I feel like it's right on the right track for for what Tracy would give any other movie that I care about. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> also, I also I know I have to go, but I know we didn't talk about this, so I'm going to bring it up here, and you can agree or disagree. So um, this week we have um, you know uh, the amazing event with Sharknado um, on Thursday night. So please make sure if you're 21 and over, you go to Broovies. You see my pals here. I they're going to call me, so I'm yep. going to be available. Um, and maybe we should do that a Facebook Live and you should send me like a StreamYard thing we so we can do a Facebook Live and chat and then not do an episode Monday, but like the following Monday. Um, I don't know if that's okay because I'll be in San that's, Diego. That's fine. Um, but I'm sorry that I'm not going to be there. I'm sending um, prizes with Tracy. I've touched all of them. So you're kind of getting a piece of me with you. I haven't licked any, but I nope. wrapped them up and touched them. Um, and then, um, just said, I'm not going to physically be there with you. What, what, what are we thinking of ourselves when we think that I have touched this? This was I'm, saying, I'm going to kind of be there. I know that some yeah. of my DNA will be in that building. Oh, if, I had, I if had, you had Haley, like, I had Haley ahead. Atwell touch, touch my shoulder and I will forever cherish that moment. So I'm not saying that somebody's going to want something more because I've touched it. What I'm saying is there's got to be a fleck of skin that's right. on one of those. So I will like point zero 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 eight two percentage of me will be in that building. So I'll kind of be there physically. So if you okay. want to get raffle <laughs> prizes that have been touched by all three of us, because we will make sure that we touch... The prize and I will also touch. We'll they're just gonna over. they're gonna lay them out on the ground and just roll. Just, yeah, we're just gonna roll over them or just touch all of them. So if you want raffled prizes that have been touched by all three of us, make sure that you're there at Sharknado at Brewies this Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, we would love to see you. Fifteen dollars at the door gets you a raffle ticket as well as a ticket to the uh, movie. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we we really yep. want you to be there. Uh, and it is all to fight cancer for the American Cancer Society, and until then, just remember that we have been and always will be your friends. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.